0: This episode of Talking Home Renovations is sponsored by BQE, the makers of BQE Core. BQE Core is a software that makes it easy to manage your project and people for maximum productivity and ultimate profitability. You are listening to Talking Home Renovations with a house maven. Is it time to renovate your house, but you're worried that you don't really know what you're doing? This is an educational and entertaining podcast that will ease your fears. Or maybe you just love hearing about home renovations like I do. I am your host, Catherine McPhail. I am an architect. I practice in Eastern Massachusetts. On the show, I interview other architects, vendors, contractors, and homeowners to gather tips and stories about home renovations. Learn about materials, systems, sustainable practices, what to expect, what to avoid, and how to make the most of the money that you'll spend on your renovation. This week I am revisiting the topic of windows and doors. Now, if you have no idea where to start when you're looking for windows and doors for your project, this episode is for you. My guest this week is Justin Reef, and he is the owner of Window Works out of North Carolina. We talked mostly about Anderson Windows in this episode Anderson happens to be what Justin carries at his store. He's a dealer of Anderson windows, but we could have really been talking about any larger manufacturer who has various levels of windows with different features. So we kind of go over them using Anderson as an illustration. Here's my conversation with Justin. Welcome to the show, Justin. Thanks for coming on.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: I did have a door and window episode way back Mm -hmm. In 2019, but it's time for a refresh on that subject, I think. You're from Window Works Company in Raleigh, North Carolina.
1: Yep, Cary specifically, which is a suburb of Raleigh, but we're just right outside of Raleigh.
0: Okay, and you only carry Anderson windows, is that right?
1: We carry a vinyl window company as well uh, called Vinyl Design, Mm -hmm. but Anderson is by far and away our primary product.
0: Okay. How'd you decide to choose Anderson,
1: Harry? So we're a family business. We have been doing this for a long time. It's my father and myself. He's been selling windows for over 40 years uh, and he has sold numerous brands. He's worked at numerous companies. He had his own business many years ago back on Long Island. He was an Anderson dealer back in the eighties, but he started selling Anderson back in the seventies. And then he moved down here in the early two thousands and decided to open up a, a you know his own company again here. And he had, just new people at Anderson, he has always sold it. It's a solid product and one of the best window brands available on the market today. So that's the direction mm. and that's how we sort of decided to go down that road.
0: Anderson is a very popular window up here in Massachusetts as well. So what do people need to know about windows when they're, when they're going to pick out some windows for their houses? Because I just was talking to my neighbor about this because she wanted to uh, pick my brain about it, which... You know, but anyway, so she had been approached by a bunch of different window companies that I had personally never heard of. And she wanted to know what I thought of their prices. And I'm wondering, I didn't really know how to help her so much because I wasn't familiar with the products. But when someone's offered uh, like a set, a package of windows for, let's say, Ten thousand, and then it could go up to seventy thousand. Sure. So, what, what what do people get for the extra sixty thousand in there?
1: Uh, it, it depends on on, on the brand uh, and, and what you're looking at. Um, I think when you're talking about a difference of ten thousand versus sixty thousand, you need to look at a few things. Uh, one is the product, the brand specifically. Uh, there are a lot of companies out there. It's a competitive market. There's a lot of small companies. I mean, I get people coming in all the time that'll ask me about this brand and I've never heard of it before. So, I can't always speak to those specific products. Products, but you start to look at the product, you look at their website, uh, the construction, vinyl windows generally are going to be less expensive. How well will they hold up over long term? And of course the aesthetics that come with that. Uh, installation is a big part of it. If you're doing a remodeling project, is it going to be a vinyl replacement window that's going to sit inside the existing window frame? That's a less expensive option. Or are you going to do what we call a full frame replacement where we tear out the existing window frame to the wall studs and replace it with a brand new window uh, in its entirety, which is a more complete installation it's going to be more energy efficient uh and the materials on the outside are going to be all non-rot um you know, materials, whether it's PVC or composite, fiberglass, that's going to last you a lot longer than if you were to put a vinyl window inside of an existing wood window frame. So there's yeah. there's some differences there as far as, you know, installation and, and the material. Part of it is going to be uh, brand reputation. Some brands are, are going to be more expensive, you know, your Marvin's and Anderson's are not inexpensive. They're going to be a little bit more expensive, but they also have a solid reputation and they have that reputation for a reason because they're going to last. Uh, they're not going to, you know, fall apart in you in five years. Uh, um, they've also been around for a long time. Anderson's been in business about 120 years. So, you know, we'll we'll sell a vinyl window and somebody will go, what's the warranty? We go, it's a lifetime warranty, which is, you know, indicative of a vinyl window. Well, how long is Anderson? Anderson is about 20 years, you know, um, you know, on their glass, for example, um, and people go, "Wow, that's a big difference." I said, "Yeah, but Anderson's been in business for 120 years. This company's been in business for 10. is only as good as the company that stands behind it." So, mm. um, you know, there there are some differences there. How how well do you know? How well does the glass hold up as far as seal failures and, and things of that nature? Are you going to get moisture between the glass in a few years? Again, with your better window brands, that glass is going to hold up. I mean, how long is the um, parts and pieces and things of that nature too? I can get. Parts and pieces for Anderson, and I know Marvin as well, going back you know, many, many years, people will come in with casement windows from the 1960s and I can still get them the parts and pieces. A lot of window mm-hmm. companies don't do that. Um, so yeah. you, you get a company that will stand behind the product, good customer service, things like that, that play into it as well.
0: Right. I and mean, I think that's important to remember what you're saying about the, the history of the company itself. Because if they close, that's the end of your customer service mm. when it comes to the window. With with Anderson, I, I know that, and all windows, but with we can talk about Anderson. But there are different sure. levels of window, right? So yes, do do you think that would make sense to go through the the levels as you go sure. from the least expensive type to the most?
1: Sure. Yeah. So Anderson does have, and, and most of these window companies today have multiple window levels. You know, it's very rare to come across a window company that just has one. Uh, Anderson has quite a few. Uh, and, and the different window levels really play to different projects to some extent, uh, as well as the different options. I always refer to them as the bells and whistles. You know, it's sort of what do you want on that particular product? So their basic window, starting with their their 100 series, is their Fibrex material. Uh, it's a fiberglass composite, it is a green material. And, you know, it's, it's, it's great. We can use it for a pocket window similar to a vinyl application where it'll fit inside the existing window frame. Uh, and it can be used for new construction as well. But it isn't, you know, their, their, their up and down window is a single hung, uh, single hung being that only the bottom sash goes up and down. Some people want a double hung. They want to be able to vent from both the top and the bottom where both the top and bottom sash go up and down. It's a little bit more of a basic window. It is limited in options, um, but it is a little bit more versatile than say a vinyl window. The, the color options and things like that, that they offer on it are more versatile generally than, than your standard vinyl. Uh, it is also stronger than vinyl. So we can do some larger sizes that vinyl windows tend not to be able to do. So I, I do think at some level, it's a little bit of a superior product. Mm-hmm. Moving along to to the um, 200 series uh, for their, their double hungs, it's a great window, um, but it cannot be customized like the 100 series, for example. And it's really only good for new construction based on the sizing. It doesn't fit what we call traditional or sash size windows. So it's not something we can really use in remodeling, but it is a great economical option for new construction projects. Their 400 series tilt wash is great for both remodeling and for uh, new construction. It is a vinyl clad with the fiber XL and they offer quite a few options there. Uh, and then you've also got what they call their wood right, which is actually a very popular window uh, for colonial style homes um, in the Northeast. It's it, it's a great option you know, with those older homes because it's more what we call an architecturally correct sash. It looks very similar to those sashes in those homes that you would see in places like Connecticut or, or Massachusetts. And it's all fiberglass composite on the outside. And then we also have what we call the A-Series and the E-Series, which are part of their architectural co- collection. It's their upper echelon. Um, the E-Series is aluminum class uh which is uh really has the most options out of all their windows. They have 60 colors to choose from. You can do all kinds of interior options and in wood species. You can do sizes that the other lines can't. It's, it's, it's a great option. We actually use it a lot in contemporary homes because when you see those contemporary homes with like those four and five foot wide by 10 foot high picture windows, the whole front of the house is glass, they do that kind of stuff. Um, and we've we've actually done quite a bit with, with that in this market. Um, and then the A-Series, which is really considered sort of their flagship, uh, is their fiberglass on the outside with some fiberglass glass composite. Um, it's a great window. It's really a great new construction window. It's a little expensive for, for some of the remodeling projects that we do, uh, on their windows, but it's, it's, it's a fantastic product and they use it a lot on the coast as well. It's really resilient in the saltwater, uh, areas. Um, so yeah, that's kind of working our way through.
0: Okay. So can you explain the difference between the A series and the E series again? So it seems like the A series has a different, has a Fibrex exterior.
1: The A-series has – uh, the, the sashes are fiberglass, um, mm-hmm. and the sill is the Fibrex composite. Um, and okay. the E-series is all aluminum clad on the outside, similar to um, like a Marvin, for example.
0: Okay. So then does the A-series come in a lot of different – the, colors as well it's got
1: about 12 or 13 color options available on the outside and it has some pre-staining options and color options for the interior uh, but not as many as the e-series the e-series definitely has the majority of the options um as okay. far as as that goes yeah
0: so the e-series is the top top one
1: actually they, cons- the a- they consider the a they, they, they consider them either equal or the a-series is their flagship but the I, I i i tend to break towards the e-series myself because i think it's just got some real versatile options there um that are a little more versatile than the other window lines. I I think it's a great product. All
0: right. So I guess we're getting in the weeds here with the Anderson. Sure. I had another question about the 200 series. So you say the 200 series isn't good for remodeling, but you could use it for remodeling if you were changing the uh, opening. Correct.
1: Yes, you could. Yes. Yes.
0: Okay. And now a word from our sponsor. Systems and standard operating procedures. You already know that's how to build a profitable business and find the freedom you want. You need systems and procedures. But you struggle with choosing which systems you need most and how to implement those systems quickly so you can get back to doing what you love most. The Designing Your Business Masterclass series was created by acclaimed architect and business consultant Douglas Teeger, FAIA, to help fellow architects and engineers run their firms more profitably while maintaining a healthy work-life balance. Douglas grew from a solo practitioner to become managing partner of his 30-plus person firm and then later sold his firm so he can do what he does today, helping architects be more successful at Teeger Consulting. On the third Wednesday of every month, Douglas dives deep into an essential topic that will strengthen the profitability of your firm and make it sustainable for growth in the years to come. Register now for the next Designing Your Business Masterclass with Douglas Teeger at bqe.com masterclass and start implementing powerful systems for the profitability you need and the freedom you want. Every live masterclass session includes AIA continuing education credit. And when you visit bqe.com masterclass, you'll have access to the full library of past sessions on demand. The Designing Your Business Masterclass is free and is brought to you by our friends at BQE, the makers of BQE Core, the software that makes it easy to manage your projects and people for maximum productivity and ultimate profitability. Register now for the next Designing Your Business Masterclass at bqe.com masterclass. That's bqe.com masterclass. Now back to our conversation. There are different options for different line of windows in terms of like how the Grills are adhered to the glass and that sort of thing. Sure. Are they always adhered in Anderson? Sometimes some companies are just held on with little pins, and honestly, that's just the worst. If a- agreed.
1: Me. Yeah. Anderson offers a couple of options there. Um, they do what we call interior removable grill. Depending on the window, uh, it depends on how they they uh, stick to the window. So the a, a lot of the uh, windows do use these little metal clips. Um, they're not pins. Uh, the clips actually work a little bit better. Um, they do have on their tilt watch, which is my favorite. I, I, I wish they'd sort of kind of apply that to the rest of their windows. Yeah, they're called chisel plungers, and they're a little spring-loaded, and you just pop the scr- the grills in and out. Uh, it works real easy. Uh, people really like it. Uh, but they also do the grills between the glass um, as well on all of their window lines, and then they also do them where they're permanently adhered to the glass, um, which we refer to as simulated divided light, which simulates the old individual panes, uh, but mm. they don't do individual panes anymore. Just it's still one sheet right. of glass.
0: Yeah. Yep. Okay, so that's a lot of options, and the more options you choose, the more expensive the window is.
1: Yes, yeah. As you move up, and and, yeah. and 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 to some extent, even if you don't take advantage of those options with the with the window lines that are more expensive, if if you don't take advantage of them, you're still at some level probably paying for some of those options. Um, mm. You know, one of the first questions I'll ask people is, you know, do you want a white white window? You know, and they'll say yes, and I'll go, okay, well, this is a great option. It's a little more economical. Um, you know, if they're just doing a standard remodel job versus, you know, like the Anderson tilt wash is a great option for that. Um, um, if people are doing more customizing or they want certain color options that that the other window lines don't have, then we'll talk about like the E-series or the A-series, for example.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, at this moment in time, we have a lot of lead time discussion sure. around Windows and discussion as to why that is. Do you have any do you have any insight into that or do you sure. have any opinions or what do you think that's all about?
1: Both. Um, <laughs> so I think that uh, lead times right now and, and what I would give advice to, to anybody looking to do any kind of a project, whether it's new construction or remodeling, is make sure you get out ahead of it because the lead times, especially on windows and doors right now, is is, is out there. Um some of them are starting to come in a little bit and get a little bit better. What normally used to take four weeks now can take four months. Um, mm-hmm. You know the Anderson E series, the aluminum clad there are, are aluminum shortages and allocations going on right now, um, and unfortunately, some of the window companies are really out there. Um, you know my my e series is is unfortunately way, way out there um, and so you know plan twelve months in advance on on some of that stuff uh, yeah yeah wait wait what
0: e series is twelve months out right now? yeah.
1: Yes, it okay, is. you know
0: what I, as an architect, thing that makes me nervous. Well, first of all, that's just a big, huge lead time, right? It's, that yeah, just great. changes. That just changes the pace and expectations for projects, but which is fine. We will just have to adjust that. But so it's just shortages in materials.
1: Yeah, they've they've got. I know, like I said, I know there's just there's aluminum allocation going on right now, and it's not just the window industry that's being hit by that. Um, mm. So it, when this first started, there were some vinyl issues, some vinyl shortages, which pushed the vinyls out. Now the vinyls are the vinyl windows are coming back in a little bit quicker. Um, so it, you know, it seems to shift. It's 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 something that it's it, it's it's it, it is related at some level. I tell people it's like the commodities market, and and you need to you know we, they're ever changing. So you, you, again, if you're doing a project, whatever materials you're going to be using you need to you know kind of stay on it almost week to week you know every couple of weeks check in and make sure that you know where your lead times are going to be at uh, you know yeah so
0: all right well uh yeah, as you probably know if you've listened to my podcast that I I'm into people maybe rebuilding their old their old wooden windows that they have mm-hmm. in their houses um if you have an historic home but sometimes people have beat you to it and already replaced them with some vinyl windows that make make me kind of sad. So are there windows? I think there must be windows, the best windows and doors that you could choose when you're with an historic home. How do, how do people go about doing that?
1: Sure. And that's a great question. Um, so th- I agree with you on the vinyl. Um, when it's an older home or historic home like that, I, I don't think vinyl has a really has a place for, for those types of windows. And I agree with you that if something can be rebuilt, uh, especially in an older historic home, that's the way to go. Um, you know, part of it depends on where your home's located. You know, When I consider something historic, you know, we work and we have a lot of people who are restoring older farmhouses. They're not necessarily on any historic registry. They're not in a historical district. They're just out in the middle of a field somewhere in North Carolina. And so they can really do whatever they want to that house. They could tear it down, rebuild it, restore it, whatever. my advice is number one, if you can restore the windows, um, you know, and you can find somebody, which is getting harder and harder to do these days, uh, if you can restore that window and have it repaired, that's a great way to go. Um, especially if you're in your historical district, you, you may not have a lot of options because you're going to be a lot more stringent on what you're allowed to do and not do on those types of homes. Um, but you want to keep that window those windows in that house looking as close to the original as possible. Um, luckily, window sizes in general have not really changed, double-hung window sizes, I should say, have not really changed in about 350 years. So your major brands, Anderson, Marvin, Pella, they're all going to have you know, window lines that are going to fit that opening roughly within about an eighth of an inch. So you're going to be able to maintain that look. Um, You can do it where you can upgrade that window if you want to, to something that's a little more contemporary, that's going to last a lot longer. Um, You know, your aluminum clad, your vinyl clad, et cetera, but you can still maintain the look of that home. It's going to look like that traditional wood window on the outside. Um, You can upgrade with the energy efficient glass if you want to. If you take it out, you can certainly insulate around it and make sure that it's a lot more airtight than the older windows that are there, but you're not compromising the look of the home. You're, you're still, you're keeping that integrity and place um if it's inside of a historical district or it's you know on the historical registry you're going to be a lot more limited in what you can do of course you have to follow whatever their guidelines are going to be they may direct you to specific companies they may tell you that you have to find somebody who can repair specific windows some of them are very strict about you know and their anderson and marvin may not work for those projects because they have some plastic or some piece here and there that the historical district does not want and so that's going to be a case-by-case basis
0: right I was working on a project in an historic district here in my town, and they were very insistent that it had to be a wood window. There was no plastic on the outside, and that it had to have, um, you know, mullions on the outside that were wood and had dimension to them, and it had to have a certain thickness, and it couldn't, you know, so it was very, very specific. You really had to get the the one they wanted, which in that case was a Marvin Ultimate Mm -hmm. um, with a wood exterior. That's where we came into the $70,000 window package, rather, you know. Yes, so got a little pricey, but they're nice windows. We hope. What about doors? I know that you sure you carry doors. Maybe talk a, a little bit about the difference in price, sure, between various doors.
1: Sure. So doors, uh, you know, again, doors like windows. There's a lot of options and styles and things to choose from. Um, the most popular door, I think, you know, you're going to find on the market today is going to be a fiberglass door. We carry ThermaTru. I think it's a great product. There are other uh, fiberglass doors on the market. But you can get them where they're paint grade if you just want to paint it as a smooth skin. They do offer uh, fiberglass skins that look like wood textures. You can get a mahogany or an oak texture. They can be stained. There are differences between various grades, between brands, as well as within the brand of how authentic it's going to look once it's stained. For example, the ThermaTru Classic Craft, if it's stained properly, really does look like an oak or or a mahogany door. Uh, Obviously, it's going to hold up a lot better than a traditional wood door is. uh, Less maintenance involved for the homeowner and it's not going to do the things that that wood will do it's not going to warp and swell and you know split and things like that they are very energy efficient. They're foam filled. Uh, security standpoint, they're just as strong as, as wood or steel. Um, so I think fiberglass is a great option. You can still maintain the look of a home uh, if they will allow you to do it to, to go with a, a fiberglass door. Uh, we also carry oak, mahogany doors. We carry Rogue Valley and Simpson. And uh, we have a local company uh, based out of North Carolina called the Door Store of America, which is a really nice option. They have some really, really nice uh, doors um, and very cost effective for projects. Um, so if you want a traditional wood door, you can- Certainly do that. Homeowners should just understand you're going to have more maintenance involved long term with that, and trying to take care of that door, making sure that you seal it every 12 to 18 months. You know, using something that's got you know some good UV protection because you know people always think water is going to damage those wood doors, but the sun plays a significant role as well, uh, just as much as water. So you want to protect that door as best you can. Steel steel's got some interesting options. Mostly it's. Mostly a builder grade door. There are a couple of companies out there that do sell some higher grade steel doors, but traditionally it's either going to be wood or fiberglass. I think in, in, in our market anyway, that's mostly what we sell.
0: Right. So that's a, that's an exterior door.
1: Yes. Yes. Interior doors. Uh, you have a lot. You have just as many options as well. Um, but I would recommend, especially on a historical home, going with something probably wood, you know, versus like some hollow core door that's you know going to be inexpensive but also basically plastic. When you're looking at the differences, hollow core is always going to be your least expensive option. It's basically exactly what it sounds like. It's a door that's hollow. There's nothing on the inside. It's generally going to be a plastic skin. It's the type of door when you go to close it, you know, the air... Catches it as you try to slam it. It's just you know very light. Um, They're cheap. Don't really recommend them. You do have options with you know some some pre molded doors that you can get uh, what we call uh, solid core, which means they're filled with a material that adds some weight. Um, But when you're talking about Simpson or or some of these other door companies, True Style, um, Rogue Valley, generally. Those doors are going to come into play if you're looking for something that's going to be a little bit nicer. You're going to want like an oak door. You're going to want to do uh, maybe like we had a gentleman who bought uh, for his house. uh, It was in the woods up in Virginia. Uh, He did these beautiful, knotty, older doors that were just gorgeous. And um The markings on these doors were just exquisite, and so he paid a lot of money for those. If you're just looking to get a pine door, you're going to paint it, or you just want to stain a pine door. I don't think that you need to be spending, you know, five, six, eight hundred dollars. You know, you can do that for the, you know, three, two to three hundred dollar range per door. But it's going to be a more solid door than just say like a pre molded or a hollow core door.
0: There's different sticking, like the the detail that goes in the middle of the panel. Like you could, I mean, on the edge of the panel in the middle, you can. You can get different profiles for that, which is nice. Sometimes people, when they're going a little higher end, they want to um, have that match maybe the other trim that they're doing or the feel of the house or something like that. So there are options. And, of course, those aren't going to be the least expensive options.
1: No. And and, and we call that, yeah, the sticking on those doors. I mean, they have – the thing about a lot of the interior doors today, you know, back – many years ago, you would have a lot of what we call like that Avolo sticking, which is that certain style that most people see on windows and doors. Um, and it's very common in, in a lot of homes. Now you have beveled stickings, you have flat stickings, you know, with the shaker panel styles, you, you have a lot more options today than you did, you know, say even 20, 25 years ago. Um, wh- my recommendation is, you know, some might be more expensive or less expensive than other options, but part of it also is going to be the style of the home. You know, it, it, personal preference, what is it that you're looking to do in your home? Um, as, far as, um, you know, the style and, and, and what that individual may want. Um, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer on choosing one over the other. Other than it, you, you, you want to keep it to the style of the home.
0: Yeah. It just gives you options for the look of Mm -hmm. the whole thing. Okay. So is there, is there anything else you'd like people
1: to know? Um, you know, as far as, uh, you know, any of these options, I really would caution people to please, again, we, we touched on it, but make sure that if you're working on any of your projects, make sure you know what the lead times are going to be, um, check with your local building supply companies and things like that, because lead times are crazy. And, and honestly, I'll throw out there, not just for windows and doors, kitchen cabinets, uh, HVAC mm-hmm. systems. I know a lot of people in other parts of the industry that I know well, and I know there's extended lead times in a lot of these areas. So you, you're going to want to stay on top of that for sure. Um, yeah, yeah,
0: that's definitely something going on right now. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you so much. There's so many different options. I always tell my clients if they can go actually touch the window or door that they're going to buy, that would be the time to do it before they buy it. Meaning going to a showroom and opening and closing the windows on display and getting to know them a little bit.
1: Yeah, and I and and it's funny because I I am familiar with your 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 previous podcast where they had talked about windows and doors, and that was the advice that was given. I would I would highly recommend if you're going to buy windows and doors, go to a showroom and and get your hands on it, see how it operates physically, feel it, um, make sure it's something you're comfortable with. Because whether you're spending ten thousand or seventy thousand, none of it is inexpensive in any way, and it's it, it is something that is uh, you know not easily changed again once you don't you know, you don't, uh, uh, you know, if you don't like it, you're kind of, I don't want to say you're stuck with it, but it's going to cause it's going to be a costly mistake. Um, so I highly Mm -hmm. recommend that. The other piece of advice I'd give to a lot of people too, is there are a lot of window companies that will come out to your home. Um, they'll do in-home sales presentations, which is fine. There's a lot of companies that will do that, but I always tell people don't feel pressured. Um, make sure that you, you make the decision, you buy the product that you want. It doesn't, you know, whether it's Anderson or Marvin or Pella or some other brand, it doesn't matter. Make sure whatever it is, it's what you want for your home. Don't let any pressure you into buying something that you don't want um, or you're not totally comfortable or educated about.
0: That's uh, good advice across the board in life. Just yes. try to avoid being pressured by, by the sales pitch.
1: Yes. Yeah. So.
0: Sometimes, I mean, obviously they make them sound like the best product ever and they need to act right then
1: i i've heard a lot of stories about where they come in and there's a lot of you know this is the deal but i'll take ten thousand dollars off if you know and if i walk out the door the deals off the table it, to be mm-hmm. honest with you if they're doing that my advice is let them walk out the door um, i've had a lot of people come in and, and, and talk to us after the fact and uh you know we always tell them your, your better bet is to, to to wait and educate yourself if they're if they're pushing you that way I, I, it's not, I, for me personally, it's not somebody who I want to do business with. I want to feel comfortable and know that I'm building a relationship rather than being pushed into something.
0: Yeah, I agree. So, so I haven't listened to the old door and window um, episode lately.
1: Okay. I, it's I. It's been
0: like two years, so I don't even remember what was, what was on there. You sure. It talked about all the same things.
1: It, I would, I would recommend people listen to it. It's a great episode. I, there's a lot of great advice yeah. in there.
0: Okay. Well, good, good. I'll go listen to it, <laughs> listen to it again. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you. Thanks for being on. I appreciate your your flexibility and your time and everything. So.
1: Oh, it was my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Um, it was great. Thank you.
0: Thank you to BQE, the makers of BQE Core, for their support of this podcast episode. Visit bqe.com slash masterclass to register for the next Designing Your Business Masterclass. Thanks for listening. I hope you subscribe to this podcast. If you don't, please head over to wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. And if you have time to write a review, that would be so helpful. Please contact me for any reason at thehousemaven@talkinghomerenovations.com. at I love to hear from people. You could also join my Facebook group, which is Talking Home Renovations Together. And I'm on there with a bunch of people who have also been on the show, have been guests on the show and other architects and homeowners and contractors. And so we can just talk about whatever issues people might have right there in the Facebook group. If you're on Clubhouse, come join me 10 a.m. Eastern Saturday mornings. There is so much information on my website, which is TalkingHomeRenovations.com. Head over there for transcripts, episode enhancements, other information. You want to be a guest, that's where you'll find that information in the application. This podcast is a member of Gable Media, which is the largest AEC network on the planet. Check out the other content on the network at gablemedia.com. That's G-A-B-L-M-E-D-I-A.com. This podcast is a production of my architecture firm, Demios Architects, where we believe architects are for everyone. Until next time, take care.